What's up, y'all? It's your boy. Watch this. Give me a beat. You're listening to the Afro Beats podcast. Garden table content inspired by culture and soul. All right, so now we're live for the podcast. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Uh, this is your boy Chris from Afrobeats back at it again with another episode of the Afrobeats podcast. We're all about telling the stories of the African diaspora through the lens of food here. So, any questions you have regarding gardening, uh, nutrition, you know, um, you know, veganism, the diaspora, any of that, I'm, I'm here to answer that. And I actually came prepared this time and brought some questions with us today. So I'll get it kicked off. If you guys have any questions, go ahead and add it in the comments below. I can see you. I know you can see me. And uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get to it. So first question on there. How how, how you doing? How how you doing with the, the, the coronavirus out there? All right. So um, you know what? <laughs> I'm hanging in there, y'all. I'm, I'm taking in full advantage of the coronavirus right now. I'm living my best life, okay? I'll tell you why. I just moved into a new place. I'm the only one in here right now. I got a new space. I'm working on the room, getting plants and stuff like that. But for now, I got this exposed brick wall, so it's real nice. So I'm happy about that. And so I'm kind of quarantined myself and really thinking like, okay, we got the coronavirus going on. What can I do in my space to really set myself up for the future so I don't have to rely on anybody, you know, for food and safety and utensils, you know, I went to Walmart the other day and it's like crazy in there. Everybody's just grabbing all the toilet paper and everything they can. And so right now I'm in really in the process of like planning out the garden. I have this beautiful garden space outside and it's kind of like an L-shaped garden space. So I'm thinking I don't want to put raised beds yet because I don't know how long I'm going to be staying in this space. So I'm thinking garden uh, bags. And so I go to this place called Cultivate the City in D.C. And it's just this amazing rooftop garden on H Street. And what they do is they use very sustainable uh, soil systems. So they have uh, a mixture of rice husk, uh, coconut core, which is like the waste product of coconut, and then compost. And so like they do a, a really good mixture of that. And that's a very sustainable way. It's easy like when you are use it to dry out, add more compost to it, add more nutrients to the soil. So yeah inspired that's what's up shout out to uh black in the garden they were on the podcast before uh much love much love hey i see siri i see you i see you thanks for coming in guys so basically i just moved into a new place so i'm really excited about the new space i'm i'm still in dc so come find me out here you know y'all know where to find me um yeah and i'm just answering questions today so drop those questions in the comments below all right, let me go to the next question here. So the short answer is I'm planning out the garden space. I'm preparing for a worst case scenario, you know, zombies and all that type of shit, just like growing shit in the garden, just, you know, seeing how it goes. So that's how I'm going with the coronavirus. I'm using it to my advantage. I also think I'm gonna like bake some bread this weekend. Yeah, like a friend of mine just taught me how to like break, like bake some bread. So I'm really excited about that. All right, next question. What are some plant-based transitioning tips. So what are some tips for transitioning into a plant-based diet? 
Uh, there's a lot of tips, but I would just say like definitely start off slow. Start off with stuff you know. If you're a big chicken eater, like you want to find chicken substitutes. I don't always suggest starting off process. If you're really trying to get into this lifestyle, I suggest start whole foods first. Go back to the land. Think about what is the food that really matters, the food that makes you feel good, the, the food that makes you feel alive. Like Something I notice is when you eat certain foods, they either make you feel better or they make you feel worse, okay? So you have to find what really works for you. So really start with the food that's going to like make you feel good, make you feel alive, and just bring your energy up. That's super important. Uh, also, a plant-based tr transitioning, don't tell anybody. Just start doing the thing. The best way to change behavior is just execution. So just getting in there, eating more vegetables. Um, that's really the key. Start with farmer's markets. If you don't really know what to cook and you're playing around in the kitchen, use farmer's markets because they're going to be cheap vegetables. They're going to taste better. They're going to be local. So you really want to go that route for that system. Uh, and then my last tip for if you're going plant-based is get cookbooks. Rely on cookbooks a lot in the beginning. I actually brought some cookbooks here for you guys. Uh, I got this gift from one of my coworkers, a friend, Allie. This is Vegan Soul. You can see that. That's Brian Terry right there. That's one of my faves right there. It's an amazing book, amazing recipes. I think this is like his first one. He actually has another one. Um, that came out, I think it's like Vegetable Kingdom or something like that. But uh, really good cookbooks. It kind of like shows all the good stuff that really you can do with vegetables. So get into your favorite cookbooks. Another cookbook I love, um, this is for my sweet tooth people right here. We got Black Girl Baking. And not all of them are uh, veggie or um, vegan, but a lot of them can be and transformed. And it's just a beautiful cookbook to have. You know, I gotta support my sisters out there for uh, Women's Month. So we got like, look at these beautiful photos. I don't, can you guys see this? Yeah. The Inspired, yes, thank you. The Inspired Vegan is another good one by Brian Terry. That's amazing one. He has some great books. My favorite out of this one has to be the simplest, and it's the ginger snap cookies. I haven't gotten through all these, but there's like a recipe in here for some simple like ginger snap cookies. You can make them in like a like a batch, and it's just like a ton of them, and those are really good. Yeah, look, they got like snap cookies. Like, look at this. Look at the color. Look at the illustration. Like, how can you not want to su support a black woman just doing her thing with the bacon? Yeah. So follow her on Instagram if you could find her. Uh, I really haven't been able to get in this one, um, but this is like a vegan cheese book. This is called This Cheese is Nuts, and it's all nut-based cheeses. So if you're really a cheese person and you're like, ah, oh, I can't give up the cheese. Like, I love the cheese too much. Definitely get this book right here. Again, beautiful illustrations. Uh, a lot of these you would want to like a dehydrator for, but some of these are like quick form cheeses and they give you recipes for everything for like different like pizzas, um, different dips when you're trying to like host people. So these are great right here. So those are just a few of my favorite tips. This is one of the first ones I got, Sweet Potato Soul. Gotta have that one, that's a, that's a staple. That is a staple. I also need vegan cheese. I need vegan cheese in my life and I'm, I'm working on it. So once I get 
myself going. I'll send out that tutorial, y'all, for sure. All right. Hmm. Next question. How do you grocery shop? Okay, so for grocery shopping, uh, the main rule I stick by is to shop the corners or shop the edges. So what that means is if you go to grocery stores, most of the grocery stores have a similar layout. On the edge of the grocery store, you'll have the bakery, you'll have the produce market, um, where you get your like fresh veggies and things like that. Those are the things that are like what I consider whole foods. Those are the things that are not highly processed. If they are processed, it's done like on the farm. And those are the like the, the best way to go. I say, yeah, shop the edges, stay away from the middle aisle. The middle aisle is where you're gonna get anything with like a face or like a character attached to it. I say like stay away like they're trying to get it to kids it's literally sugar it's literally junk and it's like no good for you at all let me see i got some questions in here homemade vegan cheese has to be better than the shit at the store for sure like like i've had some like bomb cheeses um this place shook which is like a this israeli um street food place they make a bomb like almond feta and it's i swear it's like better than most of the feta but I've had in the past. So definitely give vegan cheeses a try. <sighs> yes, grocery stores. Um, you really wanna pay attention to actually what you're picking up in the grocery store, even if it's in the produce aisle. A lot of places, I'm not gonna, should I call out names? I don't know. I, I'll, I'll just say, you have to stick with the best you can get, but there's certain places like Giant, and um, Safeway sometimes that just don't have great produce. It's highly processed and it just tastes kind of like funny. Like get out organic, locally grown apple from your farmer's market and compare that to something you get at Giant. And it's just like night and day. Like you can taste the chemicals in one and compare it to the other. So like really pay attention to that. There's special codes on, actually I got my laptop real quick. Let me look that up real quick. So there's special codes on the produce that tells you whether or not it's GMO, whether or not it's organic, whether or not it's processed. Pay attention to these codes. Let me get these up for you real quick. Uh, grocery. Mm -mm -mm -mm. It has to be, just, yeah, okay. Uh, codes for produce, one second. Uh, okay. Okay, so they're called PLU codes, and they're like price lookup codes. So they you have some that are labeled that start with a four, some of them that start with a nine, and then some of them that start with, I believe, a three. And there's a, there's a bunch of other ones. Let me see. Okay. So typically, hold on, I'm still looking. Okay, so codes that begin with a nine. Codes that begin with a nine are your organic produce, okay? So that's the ones you wanna kinda look for. Those are the ones that are gonna be the freshest. Uh, then you have your four, which is like your traditional produce. Like there is a presence of pesticides, but it's not necessarily GMO. Uh, the ones with the 
five number, those are highly processed, genetically modified produce. Um, yeah, so those those are your codes. Just, so just kind of like pay attention to those. Um, keep a good eye on that. I absolutely believe like farmer's market is the best way to go. And it's, it's great. You can go there, it's local. You can actually talk to the people who are actually producing your food. So I agree with you, farmer's markets are totally like the shit. Like you gotta go to farmer's markets. You need to know your farmers too. Like know how you can support your farmers because the more you support the farmers, the more things they can grow for you and like be specific to your needs. Like I know when I went to some farmer's markets, I was really interested in like the zucchini blossoms and farmers would like carry a few of them at a time. But when I started acting for them, they started bringing in more and more and more. And so that's another amazing thing about farmer's markets. So yeah, like do, do the farmer's markets. Um, another thing for grocery shopping, you want to consider buying in bulk as much as you can, especially when it comes to things like legumes, like your peas, your beans, um, grains, because those can get pretty pricey. I think if you're buying, say, a box of grains, it's like, that's probably like maybe two cups in a box and you're spending like three, four, five dollars, depending on the brand. So you really want to go and buy grains in bulk. Like sometimes places like Whole Foods and Moms, you can actually buy them um, like in a container and just like fill up a bag and you weigh them by the pound. That's a good way to do it. If you have a Costco membership, that's a good way to do it. Things like grains, you're just gonna, you're gonna wanna do that. All right, let's see. What are the main ingredients needed in a vegan kitchen? All right, so I'm gonna break this down for y'all. So if you're going plant-based and you're trying to switch over your lifestyle, one first thing I suggest is you're definitely going to get frozen fruit, okay? If I had to like train somebody from the ground up and was like, all right, I'm trying to go vegan, I'm trying to like start whole food-based like diet, I would still start with a smoothie. Like you gotta learn how to make a smoothie, okay? Um, that's gonna be important because you're gonna get all the fruit and all the vitamins you're gonna need from that morning smoothie that you're doing. So you need to know your ratios. You need to get your frozen fruit. Bananas are a must in a vegan kitchen. You can use bananas for smoothies. You can use them for muffins, pancakes, any kind of baking where there's like an egg substitute and you don't mind a little bit of a banana taste, like you're gonna wanna go bananas with that. So bananas are like my first absolute like necessity. You absolutely need bananas, you need it. Next, I would probably say is nutritional yeast or nooch in the community, as it's called. So nooch is kind of like this powdery um, substitute for like B12, and it has a very cheesy, nutty flavor to it. And you don't get a lot of B12 from plants, and so you need to get that in nooch. And that's a great thing just to kind of like pour over your salad a little bit. If you have pasta, you can do that. It kind of plays in with the uh, the nut-based cheeses like I was saying before, like in the book. You can use that in you know, hard-form cheeses, but you can easily make a cheese sauce. Like if you're a big mac and cheese person, like Nooch is your best friend. Let me see, what else do you need in a kitchen? Definitely, um, you need like a, a strainer for teas. This is more everybody, everybody should have this. Like. You need a strainer for teas, like if you get in the loose leaf teas and you're putting it in the strainer, you can go ahead and dip it in and out and it just like heals you a ton and you like, you definitely need that. I'm just sipping on this tea. Speaking of strainer, if you're wondering what tea I'm drinking right now, your boy drinking that, that, that chickweed tea right now. And so this is absolutely delicious. 
great for allergies and good for like coating the throat. <sighs> yeah, that's good. I feel like I'm doing like a little ASMR right now. All right, let's go to the next question. Hmm, how to get your family on board with veganism? Okay, so my thing is if you don't have it down first, then you cannot expect to get anyone on board with anything. When you are transitioning, you need to make sure you get your shit down first, period. Because if you backpedal, if you stumble from a moment, people are like, ah, you're not really about this lifestyle and they're gonna treat you differently, honestly. So you need to make sure you have your stuff down first. And don't be so much about talking about it. Maybe some people might ask you questions, ask questions here and there, but really live the lifestyle, live a way where you're just thriving in this lifestyle so that people don't see that it's a struggle and that it is possible. You may be the first person in your family to like really be a part of the lifestyle and you need to be there. And you need to be a guidance for that. That's like super important. So the first thing to get your family on board is you need to get yourself on board. Really get yourself on board about what's important, the why behind your you're choosing this lifestyle. And then go from there. Bring stuff to the cookout that people are familiar with. Bring the mac and cheese, the vegan mac and cheese. Bring the potato salad. I got a nice potato salad recipe. Hit your boy up. The joint is straight up fire. And go from there. Yeah, just try little things that are not as aggressive in the lifestyle too. Like some people might be afraid to try some of these processed meat substitutes because it's still kind of like new to them. But take stuff you already know. Like, dude, dude, don't don't be afraid to do a salad the first time. The first time I brought something vegan to the to the cookout or Thanksgiving, it was a salad. Just keep it simple. You make sure that salad is damn good, but keep it simple. All right. Next question. What is your favorite thing to bake? What is your favorite thing to bake? I would have to say right at this moment, my favorite thing to bake is definitely patties. I love Jamaican patties. Um, I love baking them. I love cutting them, filling them with different things. It's just, it's a great little turnover type of situation. And it's, it's fun to do. You could do it with anybody. I love making the little creases on the edges. It's just something when you, you form that dough and get that little golden crust going and then you bite into it and it's just nice and hot and delicious and you can't beat that. Can't beat that at all. So I'm, I'm definitely a fan of that right now. All right, let's get into some more growing questions, okay? How do you become more involved in the DC agriculture space dc agriculture space that's very specific uh, these work for any kind of agriculture space you're trying to get into uh, i would start off even if you're not a grower just start volunteering at different farms go to different farms farming and gardening is just one of those things where you always need like all hands on deck you really need somebody out there doing their thing getting their hands in the soil um just helping out you'll get to actually learn things the thing about volunteering is it's not always like oh, i'm just giving my free time away it's like no you're there actually learning a skill set and some people we've, we've been so trained as a people not to think of free work as an opportunity so 
just because you're working for free and you're not getting paid for it doesn't mean you're not getting something from it. You have to find your own opportunity. It's your job to really put yourself out there and uh, develop relationships, develop a skill set that's going to put you to your next level, to your next blessing. And so really getting out there, getting your hands in the dirt, learning how to, you know, uh, harvest, learning how to store, learning how to, you know, do cover crop. All of those things matter in the long run if you're trying to get into that growing journey. So that's that's super important. And I've learned so much just by watching people and actually putting my hands in the earth and really just getting in there. That has been like so key for me and it's super important. Uh, go to conventions. There's so many conventions um, in your area. If you don't have a convention, start a convention. Like there's bound to be somebody who's like loves growing food. It's just too much of an important skill where I can't imagine not anybody in your community having a growing skill or interest in growing because just so much a part of our culture, so much a part of everyone's culture because everybody eats. So get involved in that way. Uh, get involved in your local farmer's market. Like I said before, know your farmers, um, get to know what their needs are and just really become a pillar of your community. That's that's all it takes. And then if you don't want to step outside, you don't want to do the volunteering thing, then go ahead and just start bringing in some houseplants first just to start off with. Get familiar with soil. Get familiar with watering. Um, just like dip your toe in a little bit. You know, just try to plant some seeds. See what happens, you know. And if you don't have seeds, there's still no excuse. You can go ahead and take stuff out of your fridge that's old. You got an old potato, cut that in half, put the cut side face down in some soil, water a little bit, watch it grow. Uh, you got onions that are pretty old, same thing. Cut it up, put it in the soil, watch it grow. There's just, there's, there's a ton you can do. So there's really no excuse when it comes down to it. No excuse at all. All right. Let me do another garden-based question. And then I think we're going to get out of here because uh, it's getting late. Your boy tired. He, he he moved in, had to fight off the coronavirus and all that stuff. So let's get one more question here. Just to be clear, I do not have the coronavirus. But I'm still doing the fighting. All right. What is your favorite thing to grow? Favorite thing to grow? I think anything that's a climber. I, I mean, like zucchini, uh, peas, beans, tomatoes, those things that climb. It's just kind of crazy to see how plants will do anything to make themselves survive. And then a lot of it you can just do like in the windowsill, like tomatoes. I've done tomatoes in the windowsill and just watch them grow. And I got like, I think I did like Washington cherry tomatoes and they just, they grew all over the place. And I did that with the window. I did it with a little rotation, a little light, and that's all it took. I, I really took it from there and just kind of let it happen. So. Climbers are by far my favorite thing to grow, for sure. Yeah. All right. Do we have any more questions for anybody? I think I'm going to hop off soon. Thanks, y'all, for uh, coming through. Uh, this was the first live Q&A that we've done. And I want to do more of these. And I'll give you guys a little heads up um, next time. For whatever reason, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to do a Q&A today and kind of see how it goes. So 
Uh, this will be on the live podcast, so speak now, forever hold your peace. If you have any questions, drop it in the comments below. If not, and you didn't get to me, either hit me up on Instagram in the DM or email me at therealafrobeats at gmail.com. But uh, if that's it, uh, speak now, forever hold your peace. All right, y'all. Well, that's the Afrobeats podcast. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Well, that's it for today, y'all. That's it. That's that's a wrap. So go ahead and go to iTunes. You know, give me boy five stars. Throw a little comment in there. We're trying to get better each and every week. So if you're feeling your boy, go ahead and take care of that. Share this podcast with your fellow foodies and gardeners, and I'll talk to y'all next week. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And remember, keep moving to the beat of your own drum. Talk to you later, fam. Peace.